0: Hey, welcome to Permanent Waves again for the first time or maybe the third time, second time, something like that. This is the third pilot episode. We're kind of doing like a pilot series here of uh, three or maybe more episodes to begin with because we haven't released any yet, but I've recorded a few. So welcome back or for the first time or however many times you've been here. Uh, It's a podcast all about Rush. We have uh, a few Rush friends that we're going to be bringing on soon and i hope that you'll be emailing us and participating in the discussion at some point so whether you're a big hardcore rush fan or uh a casual rush fan that likes the stuff you hear on the radio or somewhere in between welcome to permanent waves so on this episode i wanted to break down i wanted to rank the top 15 solos the guitar solos by Alex Lifeson um and this i had to be careful i don't want to say the best solos because how the hell are we supposed to tell or differentiate uh, the, the best from the worst solos? It's hard to do. It's, it's really an opinion thing, right? So these are, uh, I call it the top 15. I was going to do top 10. And I, so I wrote down the, the first, you know, just I went through every album and I, I listened to each solo and I wrote down the ones that could be on my top 10. And I ended up with 21 songs. And I could have you know I could have thrown in even more, but 21 was my number. so then I went through them all again and i I checked off the ones that would definitely be on the list that couldn't not be on the list, and I got uh close to fifteen. so I said, let's just make it a top fifteen all right so now I have and then I ranked them right I started at the bottom with uh the fifteenth best Alex Lifeson guitar solo in my opinion for me. And I went all the way down to number one. So we're, I'm going to read them to you. Uh, and maybe I'll give a little uh, idea of why I put that there. Each song and its uh, respective place. And uh, then I'm going to bring in a guest who's going to talk about what he thinks about uh, my list. Maybe some uh, some songs that he would have put on his list. So we're going to go from the bottom to the top. At number 15, Alex Leibson's 15th best Rush solo on guitar is free will. Uh, I know I might catch a lot of heat for a few of these, and this would definitely be one of them. But uh, we've read in interviews that Alex is is just trying to keep up with the rest of the band in this tune uh, during his solo, and it's what a great solo, right? He's going, he's like, you know, what do they say? Uh, face melting, as I air quote. Like, is there any uh, way for me to sound more white when I say that? Free will has a great solo, but it's, uh, and it's on my list of top fifteen. It's is not quite where these other ones are, in my opinion. I think it's it's a lot of noise, and it's and that's what that song calls for. But I like others better. Fourteen Digital Man from Signals. If you think about that solo, there's a lot of, and you have to remember, I went, I did four years of music school, and I unfortunately rip music apart in my brain theoretically. I look at the music theory behind it, and I w- sometimes I wish I could not do that, but it's something that's just in my brain now that I can't not do. But when I listen to that solo from a music theory perspective, it's really well done. And I don't know what, especially in 1980, when that song was recorded, when uh, what kind of music theory background Alex has, or how much knowledge he has on that. But you would think that a really good composer wrote that solo. It's really well done. Sometimes I wonder, like, does he sit down and, and record a solo, and then he's like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds good for some reason. And he has no idea, or does he know, oh, I used the lowered sixth here where you would normally want to hear the the major sixth. I, don't, I, you know, I would love to know that. That's something I, maybe I'd ask him, and then he'd shut the door in my face and say, that's a ridiculous question. At number 13... I have Limelight, another radio hit, right? Uh, I think we all love that song. We all love that solo. And Alex has said it's, uh, if not his all-time favorite, it's one of his favorites to play, um, or one of his favorite solos that he's written. But I think it's a little too, uh, it's a little too casual for uh, to be for it to be higher on my list. I think there's, like I said, there are still twelve more solos that are just you know, a lot better than Limelight. Still good enough to be on my list, though. And next at 12, Spirit of Radio. Uh, I wanted this to be higher, but there were some better songs and better solos that ranked a bit higher. What I love about Spirit of Radio, and there's a few songs like this, they play it live all the time, right? But when when he plays it live, it's different every time. Uh, Specifically on Spirit of Radio, I notice sometimes he uses the wah pedal, and what a great sound. And then other shows, other tours, he doesn't even touch the wah pedal for that solo. So I think it's cool to see songs where Alex is just like, eh, whatever, whatever I feel like today is what's going to happen. At 11 is one of my favorite songs, Mission. And I think the the big question mark on Mission is, why are we fading out? Why are we fading out such a great solo? Uh Which is why when we hear it live, like on so, a Show of Hands and um, more recently... Um, the snakes and arrows tour in 2007 and eight you you know they're not gonna fade it out live right and we get to hear them finish it and i just wish there were so many times when i first heard that song where i just keep cranking the volume up as it was fading so i could hear what he was playing because it's a great solo at number 10 la via strangietto i know i'm gonna take heat for this because i think a lot of people a ton of people think this should be number one People love that solo and so do I. It's the uh the first time I heard that tune was not the hemisphere's version, it was Russian Rio. And on the Rio recording, he's I think he's using his PRS guitars still. He had kind of an old that vapor trail sounds going on. Um and when he's and he's being real quiet during that solo, and when he kicks in the distortion and goes nuts. It like, gave me goosebumps every time I heard it, the amount, the difference in sound and color between the first part of the solo and the second part. Uh, and there's a little rant on that recording in Rio. It was pretty funny, too. Number nine, I have Dreamline, and I have, in parentheses, live. Uh, the Dreamline solo from Roll the Bones is really good. What's even better is that when they do it live, and this is the best one, the best example of this, I think, it's different every time. They've played it on so many freaking tours. Uh, Test for Echo. I think the Rio recording has Dream... Yes, it does. Rio, R30, Snakes and Arrows. I think it's been every tour for like 15 years or something. And it's always way different. And what they did was they doubled the length that he was going to solo. Maybe you've noticed this. Maybe you haven't. But I I love to geek out about this kind of stuff. And the beginning part, a lot like La Via, is real kind of laid back and mysterious and quiet... And then he flips that switch to the bridge pickup on his guitar and goes crazy. And that's the crazy part is the part we hear on the record. And I think that's such a cool thing for him to do. Um, It's the only reason why I don't mind hearing Dreamline now. I've heard it so many times. Like on uh, Clockwork, they played it every other set, every other show, I believe. And when I heard that, I was like, you know, cool. Like I get to hear the solo again, it's a great tune. Man, I've heard this so much, I'd much rather hear a more rare song in that slot, especially for this next tour, right? Coming in at number eight, The Analog Kid. Uh, when I first heard that solo, that blew my uh, brains out my ears, and I, w- I was shocked at how fast he was playing, because Alex isn't known for playing like that. You hear him on the earlier, like on the first album, he kind of does your stereotypical rock uh, guitarist solos. And on this one he's going nuts and I couldn't believe he could play like that. I must have listened to it 10 times in a row, just the solo, before I went through the rest of the album. Keep in mind I'm 22 years old and then when I got Signals it was like 2006. <laughs> so it was kind of a weird thing for me to be going through Signals for my first time so far um, after it was released. Number seven is Ghost of a Chance. And now we're getting into the, the songs... The rest of these could really be in any order. They're really all really close to being number one. And they're all also a different kind of Rush song, you'll notice. Um, Ghost of a Chance is a different sound for him. That whole album is a little bit of a different sound. And it's a little more uh, sappy. You know, it's got more emotion attached to it, I think. Uh, And I thought that solo always represented that song really nicely. And it just sang, which is what Alex is good at, right? Uh, Number six... Coldfire. For a while I've been only listening to counterparts because I can't stop. The songs never get old. Um and I think sonically, meaning the sound of the album is perfect, unlike uh your Vapor Trails and your Prestos and Roll of Bones, which have some quality issues with the sound. Um and the material's so is fantastic. I've been listening to Coldfire and going, is this the greatest solo he has ever done? And again, I look at it from a music theory standpoint, and what he does with that solo in Cold Fire is brilliant. Go back and listen to it. Listen to the differences in color. And what I mean by color in the classical music world, um, a uh, a trumpet with the, uh, the gold lacquer like you normally see, the brass, has a different color sound than one that's silver plated. Uh, the different metals or whatever you know each instrument has its different color he's able to create two different colors in that solo with the same guitar um it's almost like two people talking back and forth to each other when he's in that solo which is great because in that song what is he doing the lyrics are a man and a woman talking to each other so i thought that did such a great job at representing that now for the top five, uh, number five is Emotion detector. Alex has said in interviews that that's one of his favorite solos. Weird that we haven't heard it live in a long time, maybe ever. If we've heard it live, it was probably the Power Windows tour. But um, one of my favorite songs, one of the a big overlooked song on that album. But it's a really long solo, and it builds nicely, and it has a a peak. It, it's everything you want in a solo. And it never runs out of gas. He never gets to towards the end and you realize, all right, he's running out of juice. He doesn't know what else to play. No, he just keeps trucking through it. And the solo only gets better the more you listen to it. And number four is another one that I think for a long time, I was like, this could be just the greatest solo ever. And it's really simple. It's from Faithless from Snakes and Arrows. And I get chills on just the first few notes of that solo. And it's very, very simple. If you were to write it down on paper with music notes, you would see that it's not very complex. But I think some of the best melodies around are not complex. So Faithless is definitely in my top five. Number three, I have the live version of Working Man. What I'm talking about is the Time Machine Tour. Lately, when they play Working Man, they all just go bonkers on their instruments especially Alex Uh, and I'm constantly impressed with his ability to go back to the late 70s style of you know just shredding like he does on the first album first few albums I should say but I could listen to working man live on every tour now just because it's an opportunity for them to uh to shed number two and number one very similar songs and tough for me to decide which one would be one and which one would be two, but I think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna bring in our guest and i'm gonna have him guess which uh which songs I picked as one and two um and then we're gonna hear a little bit about about uh from him about what he has to say so this is uh this is Chad, and Chad and I have been buddies for a little bit, and we met. On Facebook or something, just talking about Rush. So I figured he'd be the uh, the best kind of guy to bring onto my new Rush podcast. So Chad, welcome to Permanent Waves.
1: Hey Chad, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, So have you you heard my list?
1: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been listening to your list. I've been writing them down so I could kind of keep up with it and remember uh, some some points that you'd made. And uh, as you said right from the beginning, there's definitely some stuff I'm gonna give you heat on. And, uh, some, some surprising choices that you made. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great process to go through this. Especially for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not a guitarist. I, I am a musician. I play bass, as you know. Um, I'm not classically trained like yourself, but, um, yeah, it's a great and fun process. So I'm excited to see how you wrap up the rest of your list. And, you know, I'm stoked to give you a couple opinions on what you said and, you know, what I think are some, some good picks as well.
0: So Chad and I have been doing what we're doing on this podcast for a while. Where, you know, when I was in school, I would take this, the most boring class I ever had at 10 in the morning every other day. And I would, we would text each other uh, small snippets of lyrics and we'd guess what song they were from. And then we started doing these rankings. You know, what's the best song? What are the best three songs on Test for Echo? And then we said, we well, might as well rank the whole album. We'd rank them all. Uh, and I thought... We could turn this into a podcast, and I could do this uh, with all kinds of Rush fans to hear. So this is what we're doing, and uh, this ranking of the solos has been something I've wanted to do for a long time, and definitely to share with Chad. And what's cool is we haven't talked about this at all. We mentioned we'd do it, but we haven't discussed what we would pick. So give me your uh, your two picks at what you think I've got one and two.
1: Uh, well, you said that you you know um you you you, know, you weren't really sure which order they were going, been going so. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is just give you them in no particular order because I don't know how you would place them. Sure. Um, One of them I think is definitely in this slot, so I'm going to save that for last. So I'm going to take a a stab at the the other one, and I think you're going to include kid gloves. Okay. And uh, the other one I think you're going to include is marathon.
0: Yeah. uh, So I I knew you knew (laughs) I was going to pick marathon, and I did. I have marathon at number two, and – If I ever had to pick maybe five Rush songs from their whole catalog, Marathon would be in there, the first one I'd put in there. I love that song so much. Um, And I think the solo is pristine. Uh, I do not have kid gloves. I didn't even have kid gloves on my original 21. Really? And I know Alex has said he likes that solo, but that's kind of me shaking my head, like, "Yeah, I know you like it, Alex. It's you doing whatever you want."
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing. And I know you, somewhere inside you, I know you have a, you know, a penchant for that song. I know you really did get somewhere. Sure, uh, you, yeah. You, you you brought it up in a couple of places, and you, I know you've mentioned his guitar work on it. So, um, I think that was some of the reasoning for me including that on there. Um, you know, is a guess for you. Uh, as far as another one, you know, you kind of got me. Uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of the ones that I i had a feeling you would put in you know, your top 15. Um, well, if
0: I told you it was on the same album as Marathon, could you guess?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple of choices, but uh, I've already made one wrong one wrong guess, so I think I'm going to let you just reveal it. All
0: right, Big Money is number one. Number one, Big Money, wow. I think that's the best solo that he's done. And you gotta keep him, everyone at, uh, listening is probably thinking, come on, La Via is 10, Limelight's 13, this kid's ridiculous. But I think just from every, uh, point of view you can see it from, it's, it wins in all of them, I think. Um,
1: I've, I've never really thought so much about his guitar work in that song, in particular, his solo on that song. I mean, I know both of those things are, you know, are great, you know, um, pieces that he put out as a, you know, collective song in total with his guitar work and, of course, a solo. So, it is a little surprising for me to, to hear you put that, you know, in the top slot. Right. And, you know, I guess moving forward, you know, after this uh, we're done here, I'll probably give it a good listen to a few times and, and see where you're coming from with
0: that. Mm-hmm. So, give me a few that you have that aren't on my list.
1: That aren't on your list? Okay. Well, um, you pretty much you pretty much nailed a lot of the ones that i would have included um you know as i said um i'm not a guitarist so i, I don't look at um i don't look at his work in in some of the ways that you might i know you, you know you're primarily a bass player but you do play guitar and you know you're classically trained in music so you delve into <laughs> it a little differently than i might um so for me it it's just a general musicianship it's uh, an emotional thing it's just kind of the overall uh presentation that it gives um, that I was kind of looking at. Um, I guess what I'll do is I'll actually tell you a little bit about what I thought some of your picks. Okay. Um, you know, right off the bat, uh, number fifteen, you put you put free will, and uh, I I you said think,
0: fifteen at uh, free will at fifteen.
1: Yeah, that's, okay. I think that's that's completely shocking. Um, <laughs> I would I would have put free will uh, a lot higher, and um, you know, you had mentioned that. You know, Alex has stated that, you know, Free Will is one of these songs where when he recorded the solo, you know, he was just keeping up with the other guys. And there's no doubt that, you know, that instrumental break, um, I think is perhaps one of the shying moments in the Rush catalog, uh, for, you know, Getty and Neil together and Alex, you know, adding the solo on top.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I agree you know,
1: with his, that. You know, for me as a musician, you know, as playing bass, you know, a lot of times when we take, you know, instrumental breaks in my band or solos. Um, You know, there's the guitar work that's going over top, but as a bass player, you know, I'm trying to lock in with a drummer, and, you know, you're trying to highlight everything and, you know, make everything work and put your role forward. But, you know, for me, solos are more than just necessarily the guitar work itself. I know this is about Alex's guitar work. That's what this is about. But um a lot of times, solos are a statement, you know. They're, they're from the band and... I think, you know, for Alex to, to do what he did to keep up and that statement as the band went forward, uh, I think it deserves to be much higher. And I don't think that, you know, when he's saying he's trying to keep up, it's any slight, you know, what he accomplished, you know, like it's, it's and not doing a good job. I think it's, it's a, if anything, the opposite. I think it's, it's showing him that he's playing at another level on that in some ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of frantic. It's not necessarily melodic, but, um, Kind of like, you know, the working man uh, live solo you mentioned. I think it's a good moment for him to kind of let loose live. Um, so I think that that could have been a little bit higher myself.
0: Okay, and I'm willing uh, to take heat on that. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Everybody's going to have their opinions. And um, I'm sure that, you know, the Rush fandom out there that listens to this and everybody's going to think things differently. And... It's kind of surprising because I didn't want to toe the you know the radio hit line and all that stuff, but surprising some of the ones that I did end up thinking should have been higher. Um, Limelight as well, very surprised it's so low uh, on your list. Um, you, know, you say you, it you're like,
0: like you're, you say it like you're my doctor and uh, you're checking my cholesterol for the first time in five years or something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really disappointed with your numbers right now, Karen. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know Limelight. I think. It's it's a classic and and brilliant, brilliantly executed solo. Um, you know, you mentioned that. Uh, I think I forgot how you phrased it, but you know, Alex had said that it's one of his favorites, but not his ultimate favorite. I've also read that he said it's it is his favorite. It's one of his favorites to play live, and uh, you know. But then again, Alex has said different things, like they would play Jake's Ladder live, and we see how that worked out. Yeah. Um so
0: so what tell me what you think about my top 5 my top oh, let me see top 7 Power Windows Power Windows Rush Snakes and Arrows Power Windows Counterparts Roll the Bones as albums Yeah I mean um I think that What's your you big know, issue in that list? Uh, the whole list? No the like the top few.
1: The top few my big issue. Um I don't really think that there's anything that's really, really big about it. I, think I win! That, you know,
0: <laughs> I win the game, right? What's that? I win the game then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, you're looking at it from a different standpoint than I am on two of these. Uh, I think Marathon ultimately, um, I think it deserves to be in the top two for sure. Uh, I think Lovila Strongiato deserves to be in the top two. And for me, you know, you mentioned that it wasn't, you know, the the album cut that did it for you. You know, you're talking a little bit about Russian Rio and all that. Um, for me, the the live version that I hear that gets me all the time is when they played live uh, at Pink Pop Festival, I think back in the '70s. Um, there's a clip floating around YouTube you can find.
0: It's the, the, one the outdoor where, show, right?
1: Yeah, and it's the one where, like, you know, they're beforehand the band is talking about Alex's finger and it's all bruised and yes. how it canceled a few shows.
0: Is that and, uh, is that from the documentary?
1: You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that made it or not. I think it might have been on there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, just that solo he does. It's you know the beginning. It's it's so it's so haunting, you know. And and it really puts you into the mindset of this instrumental and that, you know the whole dream sequence and everything that's based around, I guess. And yeah, it's just it's this haunting beginning and and. Just how he builds into it, you yeah, know. I it's think perfect. It's, it's a it's a tour de force of guitar work, you know. Yep. It it, co- it covers a whole wide range of things. Um I'm surprised the analog kid didn't make it a little bit higher in your list. I would have placed it probably in the top five. Uh I'm surprised Ghost of a Chance um maybe not in the top fifteen, but I'm surprised it made it as high as well. I did, however, have Cold Fire, uh in my top list as
0: oh, well. Very okay. good.
1: Yeah. Um, as you said, you know, it's, it's, it's a great song comes from a great album. I think there's, there's not much wrong with that album at all. <laughs> yeah, And, you know, the the song itself, it was one of those ones that in the beginning, you know, when I first listened to the album, I liked it enough. It didn't speak to me in any particular way. Uh, as I got older and matured with the album, that song in particular kind of matured with me and, you know, it, as Neil said, you know, that song is, you know, one of the few relationship songs mm-hmm. that Rush has, you know, and as you said, you know, it's a song about a man and a woman talking and it's, it's a relationship song and, uh, the solo for it, just like you mentioned, it's Alex did a perfect job of conveying that, you know, in what he played and just oh. kind of for those first few notes that he gets out there, uh, it gets to me every time and, um, I'm really hoping to, you know, someday hear that live, although I don't know if they'll ever bring it back again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I, I think it's um, it's just great work. You know, it's kind of like a frantic kind of like, you know, you can almost picture, you know, two people talking and, and it's just somebody so pent up with something and they just burst out and, and that's what starts this conversation. Yes. Yep. And I think his good, his guitar work there is, to me, anyways, that's what it says.
0: Now, let me ask you this about counterparts. Uh, we both agree. Alien Shore is one of the the high points on that album. Correct? Yeah, I mean it's. We, we've been debating. Chad and I have been debating for maybe maybe we haven't been debating. But I always thought at the beginning of Alien Shore, you hear somebody say something. It's very quiet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for a long time, I thought I read somewhere that it was Alex on a mic saying, plugging his nose and saying, "I'm plugging my nose." <laughs> And yeah. I I was sold. I was like, oh, that's what he's saying. I'm so happy to finally know that. And then Chad says, oh, I thought he was saying Men About Oars.
1: Yeah, I thought it was something like Men About Oars or Man About Oars.
0: Because that would and make sense with the song.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I just picture you know, this old time, you know, rowing boat, you know, Viking ship or something and just like, alright, you know, get on your oars and, and we're going to start rowing this someplace and
0: why is it such a mystery, though? And I think you're right, too, because I listened to it a bunch with the volume cranked. I'm like, man, Chad's right.
1: <laughs> but, and you, there's there's other parts of that song that, you know, there's, uh, you know, in the instrumental part, I believe, you know, there's some some background vocal stuff going on. And, you know, I can't tell what, I mean, to me, it sounds like there's something there. And, uh, you know, like there's somebody's saying something, but I don't know what the heck they're saying.
0: Yeah. Now, back to the solos. Um, I want to just quickly read down the, the songs I had on my original 21 that didn't make it. And we don't have to discuss it too much. I just wanna, I want it to be known. Uh, first of all, I think you could make an argument that Hope should be number one. But part of me says, all right, it was written with somebody else. It's, not really, it's a solo, but it's not the kind of solo that we're ranking. But I just want to throw that out there. I think Hope is a piece of... A uh, piece of gold artistically. Uh, I had yeah. hope. The Larger Bull, I think, has a great solo. Uh, Red Tide, very short solo, but uh, fantastic writing. Open Secrets from Hold Your Fire, Alien Shore, uh, and Cut to the Chase from the same album. I think all have great solos on them. Yeah. Um, some of
1: those, you know, I, I would agree with. Uh, you know, you put Open Secrets in there. I, You know, you and I have. Heard- Discuss this before. That whole period, I think, from Power Windows, you know, Soldier Fire, you know, I think that that was a lot of the band's best playing. And I know Neil has mentioned that when Test for Echo came out, he felt like that was his best playing at the time. Uh, he was reinventing himself. You know, but I think looking back on it it's it's hard to deny that, yeah, they're playing at i mean they're, they're playing brilliantly now, uh they're composing themselves well, their songwriting's excellent, but back then i I really think that they were hitting a peak, and I think they hit a lot of peaks, and I can't say that the peaks are higher than each other, but I think you know that time period was great, and a lot of people give that sense period. You know, it's kind of this moment in the sun for the band where they're like, ah, oh, the synths, they ruined everything. The keys ruined everything. And what I think they refer to is, it's Alex. You know, it's the sound of the band, the guitar work. But if you think about it, you know, if you really listen to the guitar work that Alex is putting down underneath that and around that, how he's filling up that space, how he's taking on new roles.
0: It's uh, something, legal- that, something that many, I don't think any other guitarist does... Or had done back then.
1: No, absolutely not. I I would agree with that, and I think that's what makes Alex such a wonderful musician and, and guitarist. Is you know, yeah, there's a lot of great musicians out there. There's a lot of great guitarist guys that can, you know, can shred. They can do great rhythms. You know, Alex, he's part of this this trio, which I think all trios, the good ones, I think those are the best bands. You know, the members have to take on new roles. They have to they have to fill up a lot of space and do it smartly. You know, he does a lot of great arpeggio work. He does a lot of great rhythm stuff, fills. And his leads are great. And, you know, he often talks about the solos he does. And he, you know, he's not like the other members of the band so much where he composes himself beforehand. It's kind of like first, second take, that's what he does. And for him to be able to, you know, grab those moments and just put it out there like that in the first or second take, it's a real testament, you know, to to how good he is mm-hmm. and you know even live you know just like he said with you know he said in limelight every time he plays it live you know he just takes a big breath and wait right when he starts to solo you know he exhales and that puts him him you know him in that space so he's he's a wonderful uh solo guy and you know to try to rank these it's it's really tough I and mean, you know but
0: it is obviously, it, part of it like hurts to be ranking them you know Um, and it's a lot like Chad and I at first, we said, what, you know, what's the best album? And you can't do it. (laughs) If you like ever, if you like all the albums, you can't rank one. And I kind of, in my brain, I said, I think it's fair to say that there are, it's a three way tie that you can pick three albums that are kind of, that are your favorite. They're equally as good as each other, but three that are just better than everything else. And, uh, it's interesting how Chad and I are so similar. I have Snakes and Arrows don't kill me for that one. I have snakes and arrows in my top three counterparts and power windows. And Chad, what are your three?
1: Uh, you know, it's just funny because I'm laughing about the inclusion of snakes and arrows, but I totally get it. You know, just being, you know, for me, that was like the first live concerts that I saw. So I, I, I totally get that. Uh, my first three, I think when we talked about this originally was, uh, counterparts, power windows and hemispheres. And they just represented, I think three brilliant pieces of work, you know, um, in different eras. And the bands were at, you know, the band was at their peak at that moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Hemisphere is great. So a couple, a couple more small things about solos, uh, for the listeners, uh, did you know fact, uh, from the 1989 album, Presto, I think that's when that came out. Uh, the second track is called chain lightning. And, uh, also, the solo in that song, uh, you may not have known, is reversed. So Alex recorded a solo, and then when they were editing and post, they took that track and flipped it around so that it starts from the back and plays forward. And if you go to... Uh, it's a fantastic website for Rush uh, Oddities. That's what they call it on the website. Or like They're kind of like Easter eggs, right? Isolated sections of songs from different guys. Uh, It's called musicintheabstract.com or .org, one of those. You'll find it. Um, They have the isolated audio of the Chain Lightning solo, which is reversed, um, flipped back around, so you can hear it as it was recorded before they reversed it. And I think that's a really cool thing. Uh, You should go check that out.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I've known that, but I've never listened to it myself. So you know, probably myself amongst a lot of the listeners will probably try to find that and listen to it.
0: And Chad, in like two or three minutes can we talk about vapor trails and how there are virtually no guitar solos
1: sure yeah we can we can discuss that a little bit
0: if you listen to almost every rush album 90 percent of them of the songs have a solo in the middle a guitar solo vapor trails hardly has any um if there is one it'd be tough to even call it a solo or label it as a solo like his old solos were but um if you've bought the the remastered vapor trails that just came out recently, which sounds fantastic by the way uh you will notice that the um there's this instrumental section in ceiling unlimited where they put a guitar solo back into it but on the original album it wasn't there so yeah. wh- why why do you think they decided no solos on this album you
1: know that's a that's a really tough for me to speculate on and I don't know if I've ever really read that Um, you know I don't know to be honest with you I mean they were coming off a very tough time with things with Neil and you know maybe it was just the direction that they were in one of the members was in at that time I know there's a lot of guitar work on it though there's not you know there's not a lot of solos but there's it's very heavy on the guitar work Um, there's a lot of different layering and you know Alex is doing a lot of stuff so maybe that's just the direction that he felt like he needed to go and wanted to explore for himself. I'm not quite sure.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that?
0: I have no idea. Maybe the idea that the three of them were back together and they wanted uh, their sound to be equal. I don't know. Uh, And we've seen it from Rush before. Some songs don't have solos. They have instrumental kind of breakdowns. I don't mean breakdowns in the heavy metal connotation. I mean... um, the band just kind of sits back and grooves for a few bars instead of soloing right. and um far cry has something similar to that where um they do that opening riff the opening groove after the opening riff and there's a small guitar thing on top of it i wouldn't call it a solo uh but sure. i'm just as big of a fan of that kind of stuff so
1: and and that's the thing that you know i i i've always gravitated to with with them is you know the fact that You know, I I love all the work that they do. Doesn't mean I'm not critical of it. I know some diehard fans of, of, you know, a band or an artist will say, you know, if you like it all, you're not, you know, you're not really being true to yourself. You're just following what the band does. And I think that they've made a few bad choices along the way with some songs, which you and I probably have differences of opinion on. I think you know what I'm talking about, Tai Shan. Um, (laughs) But you know, I I think that they reinvented themselves along the way and and they never, you know, faltered from being true to who they were. So, Hey, you know, if they don't want to put any blazing solos on from Alex or, you know, whatever, I think it's great. It's, it's where they're at at the time.
0: Chad, thanks for coming on, man.
1: Hey, absolutely. And you know, I, I hope it's not the last time.
0: No, definitely. We'll, uh, we'll be doing this again soon.
1: Great. Well, I appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. So, I don't know. These are, uh, obviously these lists are all up for debate. You know, these, this is just my opinion. And what's cool about rankings like this is it's going to change all the time. Uh, I, you know, some days this song is your favorite. Some days this album's your favorite. And then a week goes by and you're sick of that one. You want to listen to another one. So, uh, you know, La Via is low, but it could be higher, guys. <laughs> it may be tomorrow to be higher. Uh, so thanks for listening and. Uh, this is permanent waves podcast, a podcast all about rush and hopefully I'll be um, receiving some emails once these episodes hit the, uh, hit the internet and, uh, you guys start listening and contributing and we can have, um, any suggestions that you have for more rankings or, uh, if you want to call in and talk or, um, games you could play it, whatever you want to do. We're just here to talk rush, um, i think that's all i have for you today so check us out on uh check out our sister podcast knickerbocker on the knickerbocker network and uh, we've got a bunch of episodes up there that are ready to go for you to listen to and yeah, we'll see you soon thanks for listening No, I say it brought to you by Knickerbocker.